0: Hello, adventurers, and welcome to episode seven of CoreCast, the Core Punk podcast. I'm your host, the creator called Boast, and with me tonight, we've got two guests. That's right, you heard it, two guests, and we've got a, a first timer on tonight, uh, which I'm very excited about. So uh, with us again is Devalin. that's D-V-A-L-I-N-D-K on YouTube, and D-V-A-L-I-N on Twitch, uh, he's Constantly creating core punk content uh, from day one, even day zero, day negative one, maybe. Uh, He's still on his grind. He's got some new videos out now, which uh, some of the content that we're going to talk about tonight, uh, he uh, he has covered in those videos and will continue to cover going forward. And with us tonight, uh, for the first time on the show, uh, but we've been trying to get him on here for a while, so it's it's not without uh, hard work on everyone's part to finally make this happen. We've got Shivo. And you've uh, seen him on Discord, I'm sure. He's got a YouTube channel you can check out as well. And we will put links uh, to that in the chat for Dvalin as well. Uh, Not in the chat, rather, but in the description. Uh, I'm getting ahead of myself because I've got some some Twitch uh, vibes flowing through my blood. Um, But this is for YouTube. This is the CoreCast podcast, episode 7. Shivo and Duvalin on tonight, and we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, we had 15 minutes of gameplay, we had an IGN interview, and we also had a Q&A on the Discord. So, uh, Shivo, welcome to yes. CoreCast. Thank you, and thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely, great to finally get you on here. I know we've been wanting to do that for a while, so this is really cool. And Duvalin, welcome back, pleasure as always.
1: Thank you, pleasure is also here.
0: Good, good. So before we get started, uh, as I mentioned, Twitch vibes flowing through my blood. Uh, I've got a a Twitch channel, uh, among other things, and we're going to be kicking that thing back into gear uh, starting tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. That's Central European time. And I'm going to sit there, I'm going to have coffee, and I'm going to warm up to the day talking about Core Punk. And I invite everyone from the community Uh, to join me there, give me questions, comments, ask me anything, and uh, let's have some coffee or some tea together and talk about core punk. I mean, guys, is there a better way to start your day?
2: There is none. (laughs) I'm I'm a coffee guy myself, but yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Uh, So we're going to be kicking that off, but uh, that's for tomorrow. Tonight, uh, we've got a show for you. Devalin and Shivo here to talk about uh, some content that was revealed, among other things. So, before we get into that, though, since it is Shivo's first time on the show, uh, we have uh, a bit of an introduction to uh, take care of, as well as uh, our our reoccurring uh, tradition here on the show, which is the the new person. Uh, needs to describe their dream class. So, Shivo, kick it off. Uh, Let us know a little bit about yourself, your uh, history in the gaming world, and then we can get into what your uh, dream class is for Corpong.
2: Yeah, sure. So, uh, most people know me as Shivo. Uh, They call me Shivo. I call myself Shivo on everything. Uh, My real name is Mess, and most people in the community actually know me as the guy who counted trees in the first announcement trailer. Your claim to fame. That is my claim to fame. <laughs> so far. Uh, <laughs> I I started playing MMOs uh, with WoW back in vanilla, and I was like 11 years old. And throughout my WoW ca- career, I've both done Mythic and Casual Rating and been part of a Top 100 for like a brief moment. Um, so when it comes to my dream class, um, I've been thinking, and I'm thinking... Um, as to how it looks, I'd say something if you know Karma from League of Legends or Symmetra from Overwatch, something like that. I mark a skin color character with some blue clothes and stuff like that. Um, and when it comes to abilities, I, I played a game called Arcage where there was a system with abilities that I absolutely loved. Um, and there was two abilities that had like multi-use. So it was a healing ability, so when used on an ally, it would just give like a small burst heal, like a flash heal. But if you used on an enemy, it would give a burst damage, and it will have like a pretty long cooldown. And then she would have a buff where if you threw it on an ally, it would cr- increase healing taken on that ally. Um, and if you threw it on an enemy, it would reduce the cooldown of the dam- of the healing ability if you dealt damage on that guy, so you could keep dealing damage. And that was how you did the hybrid class thing with that character. Um, I should probably say that I'm probably planning on playing support, so that's why hybrid also fits me very well. And then the other two abilities should be some kind of playmaking. So I'm a huge fan of Leap of Faith and WoW or the Thresh Lantern in League of Legends, where you can pull an ally to you out of danger. Um, and then some kind of movement speed boost or something like that. So people can also get out of danger using that, just making life easier for me for Raid or Guild. Very nice.
1: It sounds like if Karma and Trish and a priest from World of Warcraft had a kid together in a sum, it would probably
2: <laughs> yeah. be your class. <laughs> probably something like that, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. It's a nice visual to start off with, too. Uh, this is a really cool character. What I like about, um, for example, uh, Symmetra is uh, sort of the mix of like metal and cloth and... Yeah, yeah, it just has an overall really cool look. Sort of old school, but sort of futuristic at the same time. Um, Sort of that sci fantasy thing going on, which is really cool. Um, Definitely like uh, the character description as well and it, it sounds like a fun character to play, and it sounds like a more advanced uh, character. Yeah,
2: a lot of decision-making, right? Do you heal or do you deal damage? Do you buff your enemy or do you debuff the enemy and stuff like that?
0: Exactly, yeah, that, that sounds fun, and those can be very fun to play because you're you're juggling through the abilities, and if you can uh, get a good flow going, uh, it just feels so great to have those always like off cooldown and ready to go and, and just kind of going yeah. one through the other. Dvalin? How does this uh, play into your nature freaky uh, tastes?
1: Well, I mean, it's the, the, this class you've always talking about is a class that is um, very. Um, it, it's not the major p of the people you will find that will want to play something like this, but it's also we we need people like this in our groups. That's right. Um, so I, I, I definitely this sounds like a cool one. I could definitely see some. Holy priest, disciplined priest in you somewhere. And if you join the Elanian and get some nice tree armor, I will be your friend. (laughs)
2: Um, I'm actually a uh, Quadari.
1: Then we're not friends.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'd say Elanian, probably the second one on my list. But I like the politics they described in the newsletter. It's going to be very, uh, some kind of underground culture or something like that in the Quadari.
0: Mm, Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. It's the world is starting to shape uh, before our eyes, and I, I think it's at a really nice pace. I think it's at a great pace. I think, um, you know, our hearts are crying for more content and more information, um, or maybe our minds are crying for more content and more information. But our, um, you know, I think in in my heart at least, uh, I, I wouldn't want like everything just to be poured out. All at once. Um, I like the uh, sort of trickle out information that we're getting, and yeah. I, I think it's cool um, that we're slowly starting to get to know this world. And it's been like that with the gameplay and the, and that kind of content as well, too, right? Like, we're it also sl-
2: keeps my interest going. Definitely. Exactly. Yeah. Like if they if they just like told me everything about it, and I could just look up anything I wanted about the game. I'd probably theory craft, uh, maybe some specs and stuff. I'm planning on doing tutorials on characters when the game come out. Um, so I'd probably do something like that for like the first four or five months, and then I'd have to just sit there and wait for the last month, right? But now right. We, as it's trickling in, there's always something to talk about or something new coming out that we can do, right?
0: So, yeah, that's cool. And okay, so hopefully. this would be uh, a healer class, right? As you mentioned, a support class, support. actually. Yeah. yeah, more more utility, more like utility support yeah, than healer.
3: Exactly.
0: And Devalan, you recently sort of uh, kind of switched uh, the role you want to play. Is that right?
1: Well, the, the same role, um, but I, I changed my mind totally on what I want. Before I was this druid guy who transformed to a bear or a tree depending on what he's going to do. Um, but now I'm actually really hyped about playing a tank with a two-handed weapon. So you, so you know, like, for, okay, a bad example, for example, a Death Knight in World of Warcraft, the Bloodspec, they are tanking with a big two-handed weapon, and that that is actually really awesome. And I really like the idea that you can actually tank with a two-handed weapon, and you don't need to hide behind your shield, but you are so strong and brave that you can actually tank with a two-handed weapon. So um, I'm crossing my fingers that this game is going to have some kind of a tank with a 200 weapon. Even if it's a staff, even if it's a sword or mace, I'll main yeah. it.
2: Are, right. are you looking at it um, like a like a Death Knight, right? The Death Knight, if, for those who don't know, a Death Knight tanks with the way that they get health depending on how much damage they deal. So they're required to hit the enemy with the 200 axe to get health back, and that's how they survive the damage from the enemies? Is that what you're looking for in
1: it? Or? Well, actually no. Um, it's it's more just the, the thing that it's a tank with a two-handed weapon. Um, uh,
2: okay.
1: and, and, and then of course the mechanics can be different. I mean, in a, a blood death knight is is getting life by stealing the blood from the enemies when attacking. But yeah. it could also be a paladin who hits so hard with his two-handed sword that he gets healing, or you know something like that, or arcane Arcane warrior, so anything, yeah. just a tank with so a more two-handed weapon, like
2: the class fantasy, right?
1: Exactly, initially,
2: yeah.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So, so Eugene, Eugene, I know you are right now creating a druid for me. You can you can scrap that project. I know you used a lot of power on it, but now I, I <laughs> oh, want a two-handed man. tank
2: now. Just cut oh. him off halfway. Just cancel the character. <laughs> Make another one.
0: <laughs> so th- when when the next delay happens, we can blame that on Tavalin. <laughs> probably. In yeah. fact, we could probably go back and and blame uh this most recent uh delay on Tavalin as well. Just to be safe. Yeah. Just
2: making sure,
0: right? <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned League of Legends and of course Overwatch as well. Are these two games you invested a lot of time in?
2: Oh, I I have way too much time on my hands, so uh. I've I've tried uh, most MMOs and most games I've had a hand in or not okay. had a hand in. I tried right. Right now, I play mostly League of Legends. Um, trying to, I'm a, a coach for a team in League of Legends right now. Dope. Um, yeah, yeah. I've, I've had my hand in like most of the MMOs and stuff. Uh, one of my favorite MMOs actually to be released is Wildstar, and I know a lot of people in the Coopunk community loved Wildstar. We are all getting Wildstar vibes from Corepunk too. So, yeah.
1: Okay. Cool. Yeah, I, I think I have I have created over one hundred videos about Wildstar. I mean, I, I freaking yeah. love that. I love that game so much.
0: Is it a Danish League of Legends team? It is actually
2: not. It's a so a group of my friends decided to start playing League of Legends like four months ago. Um, ah, and all, I see. So they wanted to play together, but they they all. They all wanted to get better, but they had nobody to teach them, so I had to teach themselves. And then I started teaching them, and I ended up being their coach. So now I help them. Uh, I watch their games and tell them things that so they can work on for the next time and cool. stuff like that.
1: Well, what lane are you playing?
2: Uh, I'm currently top lane. Okay, very cool. I actually played. <laughs> I at look at play together.
0: Duvalin? he got quiet. Yeah, he he stole his oh, top lane. Him. That's why.
2: no 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 no. I I
1: heard you I heard you both saying I heard both you saying you you actually started playing League again
0: yeah I picked it up again Um, just uh, you know for reasons for reasons yeah and I I, just like looking to um, because I at the moment I'm playing um, The Witcher 3 and I'm playing the first Last of Us and it's a lot of third person action and so, I'm trying to keep my um, sort of isometric chops going. Oh, uh, uh, I see. Yeah, and it's a fun game anyway. I don't know if I'm
2: getting ahead of myself a bit, but from what we've seen now after the new thing that they released, right, it looks to be the exact same pace as League of Legends, right? So if you if you think about like level two and three in League of Legends, it's the exact same pace that the fight is going on in.
0: Yeah. So. It seems so it seems to pull a lot of inspiration from league
2: yeah all
0: right, so that's Shivo, his introduction, his dream class, and uh sort of a bit about what we've been up to and doing lately, I guess. Uh, I mentioned what I'm playing lately guys what are you what are you guys playing right now, like right now right now?
2: yeah, I'm playing League of Legends, okay.
1: Well, that's the problem with me. I'm actually playing nothing right now because I don't feel like there's any game that I like right now. I'm trying every single game, but I can't find anything that I want to invest my time in. So please just release Core Punk now.
0: That's right. That's right. <laughs> I know, right? So this has been the uh, first topic of the night, Shivo's intro and dream class. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back with topic two where we talk about our highlights from the 15 minutes of gameplay.
1: Hello, my name is Zvalin. Are you looking for a YouTuber or a content creator who are mostly talk about corepunk and actually have met the corepunk developers in real life and even on the christmas day well that's me go to youtube.com slash dvalindk d-v-a-l-i-n-d-k again youtube.com slash dvalindk i am doing a lot of content about corepunk but also about other mmorpg games and rpg games so come and follow me and follow the journey through CorePunk the game itself. Thank you, and have a nice life.
0: Okay, welcome back to CoreCast, the CorePunk podcast, again with Boast, Shivo, and Dvalin. Uh, guys, we saw 15 minutes of gameplay the other day. Uh, we first got a sort of a tease of it uh, during the IGN Summer of Gaming with an interview uh, attached to that with Eugene and then after that they dropped the full 15 minutes trailer the full 15 minutes gameplay video and we got to see uh, sort of a slice of uh, of the game and uh, a sort of a slice of a mission um, being taken and uh, started and then um, sort of uh, a checkpoint if you will of that mission so I want to talk about the 15 minutes of gameplay and I want uh, to have these guys talk about their highlights from that 15 minutes of gameplay. Uh, So, Shivo, um, let's start with you. Uh, What were your highlights uh, from the gameplay video?
2: Yes, so um, my highlights were definitely the voice acting that they're planning on voice acting every single quest. Um, I am the kind of guy when playing games with quests. I never read the quest. I just go to where the quest tells me tells me to go. Yeah. Um, and then I I start killing things, and if that didn't work, I start clicking on things, and if that didn't work, I read the quest. Right. Right. Um, so the voice acting actually helps me keep me engaged and. Uh, there's been some talk in the Discord that she shouldn't stop talking when you walk away from her, so you can actually start moving towards it and listen to the quiz text while doing it.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I had a thought on that. Um, what, what would be cool is if the, the audio faded out and it got uh, lower once you got further away from her, because it, it, uh, it does stop very abruptly um, yeah. when they would walk away, uh, but maybe that's just the early alpha thing. Um, but having it trail off would be really cool. But I think in this case, you're suggesting that it just plays to the end—that you just hear it. Yeah.
2: Like, it. I don't know how. So, so it kind of depends on which faction you're from, how technological they are, right? But in um, in some game, games, they do do the thing where the sound is coming from the character, and as you walk away, it gets slower. But then it sounds like it starts coming from a device or like a radio your headset or something, or something like that. Yeah. yeah stuff like that so you're still listening to her talking she's just talking to you through that right
0: yeah yeah you could also have it too so where there was like a little play button uh within the uh the quest uh log that you could like have the audio the voiceover play again that would be kind of cool too uh, in case you wanted that but yeah it's a it's a good point I think for realism uh it needs to trail off it can't stop abruptly like that it was actually kind of jarring yeah. um but for the sake of actually understanding what to do, I, I agree with you 100% of listening it to the end because in games that it's just text, I really just click as fast as possible um, to get the quest into the log so I can get onto it. Oh, definitely. Dvalin? I also get very impatient. um uh, what did you think about the, the voiceover in
2: there? Well, the, the, the voiceover was actually
1: one of my points also. Um I, I'm really excited to see if the game is gonna have full voiceover like in Elder Scrolls Online and Star Wars The Old Republic. Yeah. Um I'm I'm excited to see if it's the full or if it's actually just the main a main campaign. I mean this could be actually just a main campaign mission. So all the other off-quest or side quests, they don't have voiceovers, but the main campaign has. I mean we don't know, but if it's all the quests in the game. I am I'm impressed. I'm really impressed.
0: Yeah, I I have a couple of thoughts on that as well. Um I understand why you you would make the decision to just have it on the main quest because it's going to uh give enough life and enough jo- enjoyment out of the voiceover um to sort of carry it along um with the least amount of uh time and effort put into that. Um but I think to split it like that is always kind of weird to me when I'm playing a game and I'm getting voice for the majority of it, but I don't get it on the side quest. I always found that a little weird. Though, again, I, I understand why that decision would be made. Uh, but then unfortunately, that's not a decision for the player. That's a decision uh, for time management and for the, the production team to make. Uh, so that's a tough one. Yeah, um, actually answered that. I believe
2: uh, somebody asked if there's going to be an all quests, and I think Eugene answered that uh, quest without voice acting was dull or something like that. I think.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is yeah. A, a really good point, and, and I really feel like they uh, this would have to be their answer because uh, this is how they they look at this. Like they're making. Uh, something that they're really passionate about, that they really care about, and that they want to be um, the best experience for the player as possible. Um, so I'm not surprised if that's his answer uh, because I, I truly see them uh, trying to go above and beyond uh, to make it a great experience. And it's it's much more immersive when you have a voiceover the whole time. That said, though, Star Wars The Old Republic, as Devalin mentioned, they made... Yeah one of the unique selling points of that game. They made one of the main pillars of that game, the fact that it was fully voiced. And because of that, they invested too much into that mechanic and supporting that, and they didn't deliver on a lot of the rest of the game, which they've sort of started to do now, and the game's actually pretty fun now. But when the game launched, it was very limited, and a lot of that was because they had spent so much time and effort. They had, you know, made the decision at some point that, okay, we can do so much work and we're going to dedicate it to fully voicing the game. Uh, and so it was It was actually hurt, the game, uh, because of that. And that's is my one fear, is that, um, you know, this is going to be a lot of work and I just hope that something else doesn't get cut or pulled out of the game that would make the actual gameplay better uh, to fully voice it. Uh, but if they can somehow pull it off where they fully voice the game and and something else in the game doesn't suffer for it, then I think that's awesome. That's really cool.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm I was thinking kind of that way also. I'm, I'm afraid if they begin to voice over every mission, they are they are lo- losing their you know losing their focus on a lot of, on a lot of other stuff, except if you know they just have one little department, three people sitting and just only focusing about doing the voiceovers and it doesn't have any impact on the other side of the co- company. But yeah I'm also afraid that they're using so much energy on this voiceover because I mean for me personally, I don't care about voiceovers. It's nice to have, but can I live without it? Yes, they don't have it in World of Warcraft and this game is running pretty good.
0: Yeah. Also, uh, to be fair and to kind of uh, counter my point that I made with Star Wars, The Old Republic, is that those uh, cutscenes were also like fully animated and like they had full cutscenes for all of the conversations. And so this is uh, a bit different than what we've seen here so far, uh, where they also have the text version of the conversation up there, I believe, with like a little avatar portrait of the character that's talking. So you're not seeing the lips moving and all this kind of stuff. So, um, yeah yeah to Devalon's point there uh they could potentially pull this off, but the the just the job of coordinating all of these actors to be recorded um and to get good takes from them and to be able to then put it in the game uh is a, is a crap load of work so um yeah i i i if they do pull it off, it's gonna be so sick guys. <laughs>
2: It, w- it would be amazing, but yeah, valid concern really is. I was thinking that maybe, I don't know, we, we have no idea their budget, right? But they could be
0: outsourcing the voice acting, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, there's there's definitely uh, the possibility of doing this. I guess just the, yeah, the point is like, uh, I just hope it, it doesn't affect anything else negatively. But yeah. so far, yeah, voice acting was really cool to see you start to get real life in the world uh, and see like the the characters that are living there and and what they're all about. Uh the next uh highlight from you, Shivo.
2: Yes. Um I was actually leading off the voice acting with reading the quest because of the uh, the quest era. I talked about um how um I I always just moved to where the quest told me to go. But right. we um there was a uh, quest arrow that is only there briefly to lead you in the right direction, and then it disappears, right? So, so you do have to follow the quest to do that. Um, my second thing is also, so when you, when you do the quest, we saw some multiple choice quests um, at the very end of the trailer. Mm, yeah. Um, the, the guy says that he's going to let you live if you go fetch something for him, and you can either accept or deny that, right? And they denied it in the video and started fighting. Right, and I can imagine accepting that could lead you in another trail where you go you go make do quests for him, and then you come back with whatever he wants, and then maybe some more story could happen there, like he betrays you or something like that, and you end up fighting anyways.
0: Right? Yeah, really cool. It opens up uh, definitely some options there. That's cool to see, Devolon. What was your take on the the choice of the quest
1: there. Well, it's it's nice to have um, these choices, but we have also got confirmed, I'm pretty sure we got confirmed somewhere that these choices, I think that's actually from the interview he said that, but I saw it somewhere, but I'm. we saw that these choices you can take is giving you different options in the world happening, but they will not impact your story, they will not impact like the world. It's only like right now here, uh, are you going to shit in your pants, Tears in your pants, or... But that's everything. You, then you get to clean pants on again and everything forgot it.
0: That was probably the most unfamily-friendly thing you've ever said. And <laughs> <laughs> way
2: too visual for me. I, I imagined all of that and I regret it. <laughs> oh
0: man. I <laughs> caramba. Okay, what an example. Uh, But good point, though. Good point.
2: Um, Clean pants at the end, no matter which
0: way you went, right? Exactly. That was his point.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Everyone will have clean pants in the end.
0: Oh man. Okay. And Devalin, uh, fifteen minutes of gameplay. What were uh, some of your highlights? If you have anything different from uh, those that Chivo mentioned.
1: Yeah, actually. Well, the first one was also the speech. Error, but the second one I had was, uh, well, I don't want to talk about all the things that people actually saw-saw um, because that's, you know, great combat, all that. Uh, but one of the things I, I really looked on was the mature humor, the the, the you know, the ad- adult humor humor, where one of the NPCs, the, the, the lady that is talking in our headset, she basically said, oh, okay, so you're getting closer to this community by helping building their sex robot. Right. And when I, when I heard them saying the word sex robot, I was like, this is the first game I'm playing where they actually said sex robot. I've never heard any games talking <laughs> about a sex robot. so So I was like, okay, this game is definitely going to be on a next level of Major. I mean it it's we're gonna see strippers, sex robots, everything in this game. And I've never seen any MMO close to this with you know, this level of adult.
0: Yeah, I mean
2: it does raise some sorry, it does raise some uh, concerns that um I was about to say, Oh yeah, a lot of games has to pull back on these and center themselves when they have to actually release it for a publisher and stuff, and they said they don't, haven't picked a publisher yet. Right. So, if they end up with a publisher that wants them to be a little bit more family family friendly, so it stays mature but not adult, and they're scared of getting the adult rating, then they might pull back on some of these things that you mentioned.
0: Yeah, that would that would be a shame. Because as I get older and and as I'm now a seasoned adult, um, I I love this fun uh, adult humor that's in here. Uh, and, as we're having this conversation, this um, this background video um that was uh, on the the site there before uh, that shows uh, this downtown area with like this like ball gag image and the drug sign and uh, all this kind of stuff um, in the city there um, it's it's fun because it feels like. Um, I'm not playing uh, a game that's made specifically for kids. You know, this isn't Fortnite. This is going to be um, a game with some dark humor to it. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I love it too. I can really get behind it. Uh, I did some... yeah, some age ratings uh, with the ESRB and with some of the uh, f- uh, international ratings boards as well for uh, games. And so far, what I've seen in there, it's it's none of this is enough to get them um, this uh, adult only adult uh, rating. Brandon. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is all uh, just mature stuff. This is um, references to drugs and alcohol and um, adult content, sexual content, and stuff like that. Um, this, yeah, this is nothing too crazy. But this is just the surface of what we've seen so far. Yeah,
1: But have they really said they don't have a publisher? I actually thought it was a self-publishing company.
2: No, I, I believe they said that um, when the, we were asked who was going to publish it, they just said that they don't have one yet. Um, so I don't think we know if they're going to use a publisher or if they're going to publish it themselves. I might be wrong there. Don't hang me up on it, but...
1: I mean, if the game gets enough enough attention, then we know who's going to get it. Epic Games.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, also, like getting a a publisher at their uh, scale um, can mean a lot of different things. It doesn't necessarily uh, mean someone that's going to to fund the game. Um, it's uh, you know it can be as little as uh, just helping you distribute the game internationally. Um, you know, various uh, things like that provide uh, marketing and PR for you. Um, so this could mean, uh, you know, many things. You know, they might have all the things covered that we would expect them to get from a traditional uh, big publisher. Um, and is where, the you know, maybe they're just looking for distribution at this point. Um, who knows?
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, because, you know, normally if, if you get one of the big publishers, you're also forced to release your game on one of their launches. But we already have confirmed that. Well, Eugene said that they are going to release the game first in their own launcher. Equal means that it cannot be Origin, Ubisoft, Epic Games, and so on.
2: Unless it's one of those weird things like Final Fantasy has, where you launch it through Steam and then it launches their own launcher, and then you press launch again to launch the game. It gets so, yeah, oh God, it gets no. so complicated and conflicted. Yeah,
0: we'll see. We'll see what we got. All right, uh, Devlin, anything else to add? to the 15 minutes uh, gameplay
1: nope that's all
0: I, I just got one thing before we go on to the next topic dude this motorcycle drive-by oh my god <laughs> Dvalin, I'm sorry to tell you this here live and in front of all these people that are tuning in uh, but I'm leaving the blue Bambies. I'm gonna start up my own motorcycle gang and we're just gonna roam K- Kovat with our motorcycles sorry brother damn yeah
1: well, don't no. go into the forest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there was the fight
2: back. I was about to say there was never a fight back there. You were just like, oh, I can leave.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess you're banned from the
2: forest now, though.
0: Yeah, no forest. Uh, no, for real, though. Um, this got me so hyped for mounts. I can't wait to see what kind of cool stuff there is. I mean, we've seen the spider mounts. This is the kind that I'm really like excited for. Um, you know, all these like technical and like engineered kind of things. Um, I think that's just really the tip of the iceberg from the mounts we're going to see. I think we might potentially see some crazy mounts in this game.
2: Definitely. And I hope we get them, like most of them, through gameplay and not the uh, cosmetic store.
0: Yeah, same. Same. Having, to But co- I'm
2: not going to pay money for it. I want to support them, right? <laughs> for sure. So.
0: But have, also <laughs> having like the chance to go on some crazy quests to get some like really rare epic mounts or whatever would be really cool.
1: De- definitely. I mean, the best, the best mount you can get is always from the, la- the last boss in the raid.
3: Mm.
2: Oh, definitely. That's so I'd, ag- I'd agree. Or the highest rank in PvP, right? Those two should be the two pillars of
0: the craziest mounts you can
2: get.
1: Exactly.
0: This has been yeah. the coverage and uh, highlights from the 15 minutes of gameplay. Uh, Stay tuned, and we'll be right back with topic number three, where we're going to talk about the Q&A in the Discord and some of our highlights from there.
3: Greetings, adventurer, and welcome to Core Punk, an MMORPG where you'll experience fog of war in a vast, seamless open world. Miles and miles of wilderness to get lost in, discover a small camp in the middle of nowhere, or a busy metropolis booming with life and activity. You are free to go wherever you want. Use public transport to reach remote locations fast and safe. Begin your journey by creating a hero. Each has its own unique role, abilities, and a set of fighting styles. Complete quests for NPCs who are too busy to do it themselves. You're gonna need a better gear for that. Kill monsters to earn gold. Shred them with your best move. Uh, be careful though, they get pretty crafty when fighting as a unit. Grow crops, chop wood, mine all. Trade goods for missing resources to craft the weapon you deserve. Suit up! It won't make you stronger, but you'll look absolutely fabulous. Choose a set of talents. Boost yourself with artifacts to become the ultimate war machine. Use Fog of War wisely to hunt down and ambush your enemies. Attack those who dared to take your farming spot. Then chill in a city, show off your loot, and find reckless companions to take on a challenge that no one else has the guts for.
0: All right, welcome back to Corecast, the Core Punk Podcast. This is topic number three for the night of episode seven. And the top three uh, Q&A, so either the top three questions or the top three answers. Uh, if you guys have those, I want to hear them. I want to know what stood out to you guys uh, the most uh, from the Q&A that we just had in the Discord. Who wants to start? Yeah.
2: I want to start off with that I was actually really happy to see, and we actually already knew this, um, but we got like confirmed about uh, leveling up your specializations, where they said that your all three specializations would have a separate XP bar, um, and then you have to level them up individually. And I'm really happy about that because in other MMOs you can have the paladin who can play healer, tank, and DPS and you'll have a guy who played DPS all the way up to the max, and then he'll tell you, yeah, I can heal, why not? And then he switches on the spot, and then he has no idea how to play his specialization or class. Right. Um, and this forces people to like go through the whole learning curve of how your class works, what your abilities does, and slowly introduces new stuff to you. And I'm really happy
0: to see that. So the question was, this is from Crimson, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, we are aware that one character has access to all three weapons specializations. Would you be able to elaborate on how that works? Uh, Does your level reset entirely to one when swapping to a new weapon? Or are there skill trees more like a paragon system after maxing one weapon? And Pashak said, the level of your weapon specialization (laughs) resets after you swap. Uh, specialization, and you will have to level up a new specialization. And, uh, yeah, so you you added your your reason to there, and um, you want to read that? Uh, uh,
2: What I said before was actually my reason to it, and that was that it adds a learning curve to it.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. So you gave a a specific example, though.
2: I did give a uh, a specific example that... um, so Uh, yeah so
0: it's the same as as what you listed there right you just specifically listed it as uh a core punk character but um yeah going very quickly from uh one spec to the other um is not ideal in a situation where you want someone uh who needs to be johnny on the spot and uh and and keep up with you uh so to speak where you're at
2: yeah exactly the 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 Specific on character I list. This was Bomber Girl was confirmed to have a healing spec, right? So you have a damage-stealing Bomber Girl, and all of a sudden, she switches over and says, yeah, I can heal for you. And then it takes you ages to get through the dungeon. And in a game without a group finder, which we have confirmed it will not have, actually finding someone new will take longer. Um, so uh, you... You will actually be um have to sit there and teach them how to play the class instead of them having knowing it already. So seeing that there is a specialization level thing is uh it, it just excites me so much.
0: Yeah, very cool. Devalin, what are you thinking about this one? Uh,
1: well, I probably have to be the skeptic one. Um but I'm a, I'm actually a fan of games where you can Level up a character in in this spec, and then you can always just change your one of your free specs and and play that. But again, um, in in normally in games you have to. Let's say for example, if you play tank in a game and you're a full up, then you want to be DPS now. Well, then you actually need to get a DPS weapon. Of course, you could be lucky; you just got a DPS weapon, and yeah, then you have it. Um, but it, it it I mean, we don't really know what this means that. Okay, of course you have to level up your skills, but maybe you're still gonna deal a lot of damage when you're max level. Maybe it just maybe you just you know don't have a lot of passives and maybe some few spells or something like that. So I would still be able- I, I would still like to be able to level up my character to max level. Then I have my tank spec and max level, but if I wanna be a healer now. I still feel like it should be okay to maybe do a normal dungeon. Maybe not the hardest dungeon in the game, but I feel like it I don't want to go back to level 1 zone with my shiny armor and say hello to the guy who just created an account in his farmer armor like, "Oh." And I, and I'm like, "I'm I'm going I'm going to post a meme. Oh, first time." So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that um Oh no, I had a thought and I lost it.
1: <laughs> until I memed you.
2: Yeah, until you memed. I started laughing at the joke instead of saying what I was going to say. Oh yeah, so... um The thing that I was most looking for was forcing people to learn their uh, spec before they say, Hey, yeah, I can heal, right? And you, you talked about that you have to go get your DPS weapon, but you can get that while being a tank, right? So... You can get that without having to learn how to be a DPS. And that was what I was thinking there. But yeah, I can see just like going into lower dungeons um, or something like that while you're learning how it all works.
0: All right. So, Duvalin, do you have a a question or answer from the Q&A that uh, tickled your fancy?
1: Yeah, I actually have. Um, two, actually. I can do it quickly. But um, the first one was that we got confirmed. Well, actually the question was that if we're going to see any kind of zones or dungeons or caves from the Dwarf theme. And Shack answered, not something he can talk about right now. He's not even sure if that's coming. But he just dropped a bump saying one of the specializations for the Dwarf is going to be Double X. Mm. Dual Wills, of course. Um, and and we already have seen one of the dwarves um, with where it's having a like some kind of a shotgun slash sniper. But Eugene earlier confirmed the one of the other specs, but this one is also going to be some kind of a sniper build. So we know it's going to have some kind of a two-ranger build, it sounds like maybe. Um and then we now get confirmed that one of the other specs could be double axe. Well, is it? But I don't actually think it's that dwarf we have seen. I think it's the other dwarf. So, you know, when you look on all the char- hero c- character classes, there is the guy who also looks like a dwarf but has some blue paint in the face. I actually think that is the dwarf that we are getting with double axe. And Shack is, like, teasing us all with a new hero class we haven't seen
0: yet. Got it. That's exciting. And, uh, and now, uh, with this news, maybe Eugene doesn't have to put so much work into creating your new dream class.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, actually, yeah, because I was like, oh, no, so that means we're getting a dwarf with two shotgun, two gun ability and uh, two gun specs and one axe. And I was like, no, because I want, I want a dwarf who had doing will spec, and then a tank spec, and then maybe a two-handed spec. You know, okay, I'm basically just saying exactly the same as the warrior almost we have. But, you know, just Im- just go into the Lord of the Rings universe and think of a dwarf who can be a tank and also damage. That's so cool.
0: I just want some guns, man.
1: No guns allowed in the forest.
0: Oh, man. Uh, speaking <laughs> of two axes, I'm going to come in there with my two axes and chop some trees. Uh, oh... <laughs>
2: I'm not gonna comment on that. <laughs> Guns and motorcycles coming in with an axe
0: in your back. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, that's yeah, that's gonna be the the back patch on our uh, motorcycle gang vests that we wear. It's a dual axe. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That's really cool. There's a there's a lot of cool stuff um, that was talked about. Uh, Shiva, yeah, uh, you have uh, more, don't you? I do have more. Uh, Were you about to say something, Valen?
1: No, if you have one more, then I will go in the back of the queue. Uh, uh,
3: (laughs) Yeah, so um,
2: there was a question in the Russian community. I didn't actually quote the full question because it was a very long one. Um, I just quoted what I was excited about. And was um, the question was, you mentioned that there's going to be weather changing. What can a player expect from that? And they answered, night influences the mob spawn rate. Mm. Um, And I'm really excited about that because that could mean that there is some more um, interaction with the mobs. Like the whole world feels more alive, right? Because if they're willing to influence spawn rate during the night, then might just not only mean that there's more monsters, but also... Night-dwelling monsters, like maybe spiders and such, that likes to be out during the night. There could be more of those. Right. Um Also, in Warcraft 3, at night, aggressive monsters become neutral. And we could see stuff like that, like uh, wolves are sleeping or something like that. And they're not going to attack you, and you can walk closer to them. Maybe open chests around them, sneak up and open chests while they're sleeping and stuff like that. I just feel like it makes the whole world feel so much more alive when the weather changes how the monsters are reacting.
0: And probably more sex robots are active. <laughs> True. Uh, I thought was going to be so active.
2: Yeah. I
0: wonder if it can be a sex robot crafter. That would be cool.
2: Like a target dummy. You could get target dummy skins and one of them is the sex robot from the, uh, <laughs> the end.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. All right. And Duvalin, how, how are you uh, feeling on this day and night cycle?
1: Well, I mean, it's 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 cool. I I just don't hope that, um, I, I don't hope it will change the, you know, if, if it's night, we only get little, like, you know, like if the animals are sleeping, I still hope it will be roaming full of the forest with animals, even though it's night and day. But it's also cool if at night it may be a bit more, Dangerous and a day it's less dangerous, but I don't hope it's like, oh yeah, now, now it's night. You know, the animals are sleeping. They have se- they need seven hours of sleep, so you <laughs> come back tomorrow.
0: Yeah, right. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. Uh Dvalin, back to you, and then we'll jump back to Shiro for his final uh QA highlight. What was your next questions and answers highlight, Devalin?
1: Yeah, um, one of them was, well, my last one is that. Pijak again. I think it was P-Shack also with Eugene. But of some of them, they dropped a bomb. They they were supposed. Oh yeah, they were supposed to go to bed and get their sleep because they had been working all the time for some scrum or something like that. And then he just came back randomly when everything everyone thought he was gone, and he just dropped the bomb and said, "Oh wait, uh, one of the specialization for the orc is a minigun." Mm. And. And that, that's pretty sick because we have already seen in the trailer that, okay, he can has he can have a big shield and a pole arm, He can have a two-handed axe. And now he just confirmed the number three spec is a minigun. But if you ask me, I don't think that was the first spec that he was actually in, in thinking about. Because if you look at the trailer where they clicked on him, he has three specialization icons. He has one with a shield, one with a brute face, and then one with two fist weapons. So that means maybe they have actually scrapped the fist weapons, but now we're getting miniguns instead.
2: Interesting, some theory crafting going on. Exactly. I
0: always yeah. like a minigun.
2: I love the minigun. There is um, there is a character in League called Ergun. and I think if they steal some of the, uh, or will borrow some of the ideas from him to make the minigun shoot fast. And uh, that character shoots three times every time you um, you right click something. And then every shot deals a third damage. So that they can like do a lot of small hits like that and make it uh, still work really well.
1: I was actually th- thinking more at uh, Tychus in
2: the Heroes of the Storm. I did not plan that. You'll have to... Well, Tychus,
1: Tychus in Heroes of the Storm, uh, you probably maybe played him both. Yeah. Yeah, he's basically just... He's very rapidly firing, 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 firing shots. He's just like spamming shots. It's, it's a minigun that just rotates around. Uh, but every time he he deals more damage, he he's also like getting faster and faster and faster. And he's, you know he's just getting more insanely. But then if someone goes out of range of him and he stops attacking them, then he has to you know get up in that speed again. Uh, and then his spells are much better. Like when he can move around. He can summon some big robots and so on. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking the same that this guy is going to be a guy who's hard moving around, but when he stands still, he is a tower that he and it doesn't move.
0: Yeah, it, yeah, the mobility is limited. Uh, you have to have some sort of either like knockback or uh, or jump back um, to limit range because you're going to have a hard time getting out of range. But yeah, the ramp up of the like rotating barrel on the minigun. Um, also uh, played vainglory which is a um, like m- was kind of the first um, iPad or iPhone uh, MoBA and they had a-, a character called saw in there and he was also super fun to play and you would uh, have to to time your shots and if if they hit like Devvalan said it would start to ramp up and get faster and faster and faster uh, and do more and more damage um, and that's uh that's kind of cool but um yeah these characters are are tough to play cuz I think a lot of people play them and they think they should just you know be like some uh, action movie where they're just like blasting everything and uh, a million bullets per second but um I think these characters are usually uh a bit harder to play cuz they they struggle with that mobility because if they do have the uh given the opportunity to ramp up then they can do massive damage but it, it's harder to get there and I think um yeah these are uh, characters that I think a lot of um, beginner players pick uh, and then they realize that Man, this is a lot harder than I thought it would be uh, because they they tend to be higher skill uh, gap in my opinion because of those reasons
2: yeah they do it's a lot about um seeing ahead what's gonna happen in five, six, seven seconds, right because you're not gonna have two seconds to move out, right You need those like multiple. You may need like way more time to move out of the way of mechanics from buses and stuff. So you need to be aware of what's going to happen in the future, so you can stand the right spots and be ready for it.
0: Exactly. Also, on the flip side of that, to set up your shots and to get in that position yeah. where you uh, can get your ramp up and potentially catch someone that someone else is uh, uh, stunned or or locked down or whatever. Uh, very cool. Okay. And so, Shiva, that brings us to you. Uh, This will be our, uh, if I'm not mistaken, our last highlight from the Q&A session.
2: Uh, Yes, I I was actually ahead of myself earlier because uh, the last question actually confirms the quest arrow that I was talking about, where um, uh, the question was, is there an option to disable the quest arrow? And P-Shack answered, in CorePunk, we will only show the direction on the initial path but then you will have to move according to the instructions in the quest and that confirms what I was talking about earlier with doing quests and how I
0: sure it's nice to get some some um uh inac- you know some solid answer behind what you saw and and uh you know for yourself when you were watching the the 15 minutes of gameplay yeah um and to actually uh, see it being confirmed there with a solid confirm Uh, And to see their reasons behind it, too. He even says sometimes in WoW it could get tiring having to read a page about every quest without any dialogue. So, um, you know, it it goes to show that they're doing things uh, for reasons that are uh, positive for the player, which is really cool, and that they're players themselves, and that they are relating uh, their uh, development of this game to their experiences as players. That's cool.
2: Yeah, also really nice to see that he uses the exact same reason I do, yeah. so why it's good.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> I'm on the same wavelength therapy, Shang.
0: Yeah, there you go. Very cool. Uh, unless you guys have anything else, uh, that will be the end of topic three, the Q&A from the Discord. Uh, nicely done, guys. Some very cool topics uh, to discuss. And if you haven't uh, seen the Q&A, I will also link to uh, Devalan's Q&A coverage uh, because he did make a video where he goes through each and every single uh, question that was answered on the Discord. Hello, and thank you for listening to the CoreCast podcast. It's your host, Boast and I appreciate you being here. This is a passion project for me around a game that I have high hopes for, something that has blended my absolute favorite genres into what so far looks like uh, could be an absolute masterpiece. And that's where this intensity and this excitement and this passion comes from, from me. I wanted to give back to the community creatively and that's how this podcast was born. We're going to be putting it up on our YouTube channel and on our Spotify channel uh, for your consumption. So please don't hesitate to subscribe, like, follow and join us here at the Corecast podcast. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next topic. All right, welcome back to Corecast, the Core Punk Podcast here with Boast. Shivo and Devalin. and this brings us to the final topic of the night and uh, this is where we like to talk about any uh, risks or concerns uh, that we see from uh, w- whether it's the 15 minutes of gameplay or uh, Q&A sessions or any other content that's coming out uh, if there's anything that catches our eye that uh, we want to discuss further because Um, Like, for example, when people brought up that they thought that the characters looked really slow, uh, we got a really nice reply from the developers on uh, the fact that um, you're not actually limited to being that slow. Uh, There's ways to increase your movement speed. And I think uh, they will continue to look at that and uh, sort of decide whether or not they want to increase movement speed of the players going forward. But uh, that said... um, uh, Shivo, uh, you have a uh, sort of uh, risk or concern that you want to talk about. Uh, so why don't yes. you start, and then uh, we can discuss.
2: I do. So we were watching an Archer character when we were watching the uh, gameplay. Um, and my main concern comes to the abilities that the Archer character had. So the thing that I saw was there was a really long cooldown on the abilities, at least four seconds, and a lot of them seems like you press them, you just keep them all in like, cooldown, and then you forget about them because they all give you damage. We don't know what her E ability does. She never showed us. But we know that the Q and the W, um, one of one is a net, the other is a rain of arrows, and her ultimate was something I'd like to call the Hunter's Mark from uh, well the Warcraft. Um, and it felt like you pressed all of the buttons and then you just sat there and waited for the monsters to die and it felt like there was a lot of downtime in that. Um, and also the auto-attacking could use a little brush-up so they feel more uh, snappy and responsive. It didn't feel as responsive when she was clicking, but I haven't sat with the actual game, so that's just an assumption,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, this is something that I always... Uh, look looked for in, when I was playing games uh, for characters specifically that had like a nice rotation through abilities. And by the time I was finished uh, going through sort of my uh, rotation or my combinations, I would be back to the beginning again. Uh, the best that I found uh, for that was the Engineer in Guild Wars 2. Uh, and this is, uh, I think, because the Engineer was a little unique where um, – Their uh, abilities weren't just based on their uh, weapons, but they also had toolkits that they could rotate through. So you could rotate through a couple toolkits um, and through your weapons as well, and you would have this really nice kind of synergy flowing uh, between there. And um, this is much nicer than, as you mentioned, you know, like having to wait uh, and then uh, just auto-clicking through uh, while you're waiting. Um, Davalin, what what was your... uh, feel on that
3: hmm
1: I don't I don't think I have any big concerns regarding that um, as we I mean we we only have four abilities that's going to be actively but we still have the artifacts that is still adding six additionally buttons maybe per active so if you add those together I you actually can end up in a situation with 12 abilities. So if it your ability is having four second cooldown, is that bad?
2: Oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it exactly. likes a lot of buttons ready.
1: Well, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's up to you if you want to have active or passively uh, artifacts. I'm personally I'm a passive guy. I, I like to just have a lot of passive going on, and then I just have one, two, three, four spells. But if you want to be, I'm I'm sure if you really can handle it. I'm sure the active one is going to be the strongest, but it also requires, you know, you need to know your combo.
2: Yes, I actually ended up discussing this on the uh, CoPunk Discord. Um, and we all agreed that because we, we have only seen level 8 so far, um, and... Just like in League of Legends, if you look at a level 2 or a level 1 character, they really don't have anything going on for them. Like They feel slow to play, they feel clunky to play. And they have one button that they have to wait forever before they can press again. And That's like kind of how low level gets. And then once you get to level 11, 16, you start getting so much power and abilities and attack speed and... Stuff like that, that your character starts feeling so responsive and good, and your abilities almost always ready for when you need them, and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and um, now you're on this point. Uh, yeah. I wanted to ask you on another question, close sure. to this one. You you saw every time that enemies casted a spell against the pe- but the person who played, we see red dots on the ground where the spell is hitting but every time the player was casting spells you didn't see any feedback for where you actually casted it yeah should there be also for people who cast it if i cast a, a volley over there so it so it rain with arrows i mean if i see red dots all over the ground all the time from enemies should should they also then add blue so I can see why I actually I casted my spell or is the visuals from the spell enough?
0: I really thought personally that this was just something that was uh, an early implementation of it. It felt like um, it was just uh, missing for the archer um, and that the red uh, dots uh, for the enemies didn't look vinyl either. It just felt like a alpha... Um, uh, position of of these things, I didn't really take like too much concern with it.
2: Yeah, uh, I I you're right. It is probably still a alpha thing. Um, I would really like a white circle around where I throw my things. In blue circles where my teammates throw it. Maybe uh, just because um, when you look at the rain of arrows, the arrows see- is seemingly random where they fall from the sky, right? But the actual space that deals damage is probably a circle, and I would like to see that circle, so it's not, um, so it's more clear what you hit and what you didn't, without it just being the health going down.
0: Yeah, I, I can't imagine that they won't, they wouldn't have that. that. That's just my my opinion and my take on it. But I, I, when I saw that, I I thought, oh, they just don't have it implemented yet.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, and also if we go back to other games like World of Warcraft, they don't have. Red or blue uh, on the ground, but they have so much uh, graphic in the spells that you are not, you, you know, you, you're not confused about where the spell is because there is so much going on on the ground with the spell. If if yeah. Death Knight throws Death and Decay, you can see the blood boiling on the ground.
0: Right with effects. Yeah. And yeah, and effects is um, is polish. You know what I mean? Like that's another reason why I think it's just. Uh, it was just, where the games at right now? It might, I would um, not yeah. mind
2: if it was just a red circle, to be
0: honest. That might <laughs> just be me. I don't think it would be like that. You, you would like think. that, or no?
2: I, I wouldn't mind if it was just a red circle on the ground. Kind of like um, if you saw... Well, you both tried Wildstar, right? And Wildstar yeah. was just a red square or a circle on the ground where it was going to come. It, with some graphics in them, so it wasn't just like a PNG to put on the ground. But yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't mind something like that at all. There was a very interesting point brought up by... Oh, I can't remember who it was. Somebody in the CallPunk Discord who said, um, what if you're in PvP, right? Uh, So it's very responsive and very easy to dodge things in PvP. Um, My initial thought is that you can see the character look at direction and shoot arrows that direction so you know he's going to AoE's at some point, from her and that direction, right? So there is some outplay um, opportunity when it comes to that. But so personally, I don't think that there should be a circle from when she shoots it, but maybe from when it lands.
0: Yeah, that comes down to just balancing abilities and and balancing visuals and stuff like that. But yeah, maybe that's the point. Is um, is for now, you just don't see where it's going to go. Yeah, uh, because of that reason, but. Uh, I'm. I, I feel very strongly that we're just not seeing the final uh, form of these abilities. Yeah, I think it's just early.
2: Yeah, definitely, still just early.
0: <laughs> yeah, guys, this has been an absolute pleasure. Is there anything else that you would like to uh, discuss before we say goodnight?
2: No, I got through everything on mine.
0: Devalet.
1: Yeah, uh, the the last message. I just hope that we are going to see next month, July, because a very interesting point is that right now we are in June and we actually were, if the plan was fixed, we actually were supposed to see the gameplay video last month and then this month we should see the live stream. But now we saw the video this week because of the delay. So that theoretically means that we should actually see the live stream in July, but they haven't said anything about it.
2: Yeah. No. And they were really tight on getting this out. I think Eugene said he was up for 48 hours and then slept for one hour to get that video ready. Yeah. Um, so something tells me that they can't just keep crunching to get the stream out. But I believe that they're going to do their best. They just have no idea if they're going to make it for July.
1: But but again, I, I, I feel like they if they're going to do a live stream, I don't feel like they have to do much if they can show us they're creating a character they are walking around killing some low little creatures and just ask answering questions directly on the chat that would be fine with me
2: that would be awesome i'm up for it i want to see a dungeon though we all do
1: 100 <laughs> percent. but but again i'm not I, yeah. for the first live stream they can show whatever they want if they want to okay. show me only the character creator choosing between green and pink hair, i'm all hyped
2: And then they can start doing that as their Q and A instead of doing it on Discord. They can do it as streams, so we get more. It feels more responsive from uh, the developers that way. And then they can promise us more streams. And then at some point they can surprise us with like a special stream where they add more to it, right? And it doesn't have to be um, Call Punk content going in the background every single time, right? It can sometimes just be we have nothing to show you today, so it's just going to be us answering your questions, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they have. And uh, though that said, though Dvalin, don't you think like some people would be disappointed if it was if it was just what you mentioned, character creator or so?
1: Yeah, well, that's that's the problem because you know I'm 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 gonna say it, but I'm probably one of the good fans of the game that if they just show me. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, oh, don't man. get it wrong, don't get it wrong, but I'm one of the good fans who, if they just show me a picture or a long text or if they show me a little video clip, I'm I'm getting happy and hyped. But of course there's gonna be all the other fans of the game who who will demand. I'm, I'm only I only want the finger of Eugene, but there's a lot of people out there who want his old arm.
0: So you're I think you meant patient, not not good. Let's let's, uh, yeah. <laughs> let's <say> patient. <laughs> yeah, exactly. man, you got exactly. your two axes, and now you're on a war path.
2: Yeah, you know, he's already in dwarf mode. <laughs>
0: yes, I like it. Yeah, Angry it's, it's a fair point. Noises. Though it's a fair point. It's hard to please everyone. Exactly. Um, yeah,
2: and uh, I mean, all I want is a. Um, Eugene shirt and a Irene shirt and a Pshak shirt, so I can like switch between them throughout the week. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they should get on that,
0: so I can start buying them. I hear you. I, I think for me, like just having that uh, that live stream. Um, mm-hmm. With this live moment, with the community together, everyone going nuts in the chat and spamming and going crazy and, and being hyped and excited. Um, for me, I think that's it's enough just for that, you know, just to get the community together off of Discord for a little while and like out, uh, you know, online Writing together. Writing
2: cl- uh, exc- exclamation mark claim in chat so everybody thinks they can write it to get the uh, beta and you see chat spamming it.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I think I think that's what I look forward to. Yeah, I, I do too.
2: They they probably do have to show something new in, in the live stream because else uh, there's gonna be an uproar in the community. But
0: yeah, so that's that's the tough part because you know now they have to worry about that and and what they show and uh yeah. if it's enough and it's hyped up all that. now, right? Yeah. And yep. they
2: didn't even hype it up that much. They just said that it was gonna be longer gameplay.
0: Right. 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 Which is the the tough part? We talked about this before uh, on the podcast. It's like, um, you know, you can you can not say anything, and and uh, you know, everyone's always asking for for more gameplay, but then you show more gameplay, and then it's not enough, you know. So
3: yeah,
0: uh, it's it's tough, but um, yeah, we're we're the good fans here. Uh, we're we're so. the good fans.
2: <laughs> we're the patient ones. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, we uh we're stoked for this game. I can tell you that and uh it makes these conversations um super fun uh for me and I really appreciate you guys joining me tonight uh as always. Place. Yeah, we got to have you back Shivo uh for sure. Sounds good. I'd be happy to. For sure. Uh, I want to try and do some like um maybe like four or five people together on a live stream uh podcast. And see how that goes. That could be pretty crazy, but it could also be pretty fun. Um, just get people's opinions on stuff and, and get talking, but we'll get there when we get there. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we're excited for the new content we saw, and the uh, QA was also really awesome. So excited to see what's next.
1: C- can I say a last note?
0: Absolutely. You've earned it. You're a good fan.
1: <laughs> I'm a good fan. Well, um, they actually said in the Q the Q one update that um, in June we may. I'm actually saying exactly what they're writing. We may even invite some streamers to play and stream the game. We will we'll see about that. So
0: oh man, you're, you're opening old wounds.
2: So I can't wait to play with them. Yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. I'm I'm just saying that. If if the if the if, the, if oh, yeah. everything was on schedule, I'll probably have played Core Punk this month.
2: Oh, you're also calling them out for it. You're gonna be like me. Oh man,
1: a a good good <laughs> no, 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 no. Same,
2: actually. Yeah, were
1: a good comment
0: too before that comment.
2: No, no, no. I'm just saying that
1: if if that has been well, when I read it back then, I was saying you know I was thinking, whoa, okay, I'm gonna play this game in June. But again, they're saying streamers. I'm basically a YouTuber so you know I'm not even sure if that's include me Um, so but again that maybe means next month I will get maybe hands on
2: they can just fly us out Dvalin like I'll be your plane partner and then we just go over there and we play. playing right
1: yeah I mean we can take the plane tomorrow <laughs> if they want
0: <laughs> man no pressure uh, no pressure <laughs> no pressure guys this has been Corecast, the Corepunk podcast, episode seven. Boast here with Shivo and Devalin, and uh, yes, it's it's been a great time, and I can't wait to have these guys back again. Uh, look forward to it, uh, guys. Anything? Any last? Uh, actually, Devalin, you're you're done. Uh, Shivo, do you got any uh, last uh, <laughs> uh, comments for your fans <laughs> and friends? Oh, I have an... Huge comment for
2: my fans. I am going to upload another YouTube video at some point when I have something fun to upload.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. We did see some rabbits in that uh, 15 minutes There was some
2: rabbits. That is true. And I have to remember to count these while counting everything else.
0: Yeah, rabbits video part two, I think. (laughs) All right, guys. On behalf of these two and uh, the rest of the Core Punk fans... Uh, Artificial Core and Core Punk, big shout out to you guys. Keep doing your thing, keep grinding, uh, keep doing such a great job. Uh, we are here for you and uh, we can't wait to see what you guys come up with next. Again, this has been the Corecast Podcast. I've been Boast here with Shivo and Tavalin, and we will see you next time on Corecast.